0: Avalanche devils, hurricanes, here in Bugsburg Rangers, Bruins, Maple Leafs, it's a Bugsburg The goal of many
1: is that cup of Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Here in Puckburg, your place for the daring, do-bad, and good puck tales. I am your host, Shaggy Von Doom, otherwise known as Kyle Sullivan, with another episode of Pucktales. Woo! <laughs> and the you-know-who at the other end of the woo-hoo is none other, none other than our really good friend, Adrian, otherwise known as Guffy Chan. It's all over the socials. like, And we're going to get to why you know of uh Guffy Chan here re- here in just a minute. But first of all, how are you doing tonight?
0: I am good. Uh just finish up some work, hanging out and just getting ready to enjoy a, a Friday off, which is nice and hopefully relaxing.
1: And at the time of this recording, like it's no secret to anyone that follow either one of us, um Big Nazem Kadri stands, and uh, at time of this recording, there has still been no word uh, where Naz is going. So, um, who knows when this episode releases, what jersey he's going to be wearing? But we're going to be talking about the twenty twenty two season, especially. Uh, I know it was real big for Nas and real big for you. But before we get to that, how in the world did you get into the game of hockey in the first place?
0: Yeah. Um... So I kind of have like an interesting story that I grew up an Air Force brat. I was born in Colorado. My mom's from um, Colorado as well. And I would kind of come home for the summers. Mom was kind of dragged along on all their adventures when they would go to old Colorado Rockies games. So everyone in the family always liked hockey. And the kind of the only exposure I ever got to it was like, just being taken to like training camp at family sports back when it was like original family sports that it was like a full game arcade inside and like my uncle would just dump us there and then like he would go watch so we'd be like you know arguing over who got tickets and all this and like you know probably as a young kid I met several players on these like golden age teams that I just have no recollection of and then, um, we kind of traveled all over the world. Um, we were in Japan for a while. So like baseball was something I was always exposed to. And then we ended up getting, um, my dad got a job in DC area with the Pentagon. So we started going to like a lot of caps games. Like I vividly remember, like my first time, I think actually seeing the abs where I was like old enough to remember and recall it, like foot was still the captain. And I was just like, Oh my God, like I was enamored by, you know, Adam and like, it was my mom's favorite player. So it was kind of like this cute thing where I was like, Oh my God, like that's Adam foot. And like, um, and then, you know, so I kind of grew up, like I grew up an Avs fan. I would see them play when they would come into, you know, DC, we'd always go to the Avs game, but I went to a lot of caps games. So that was kind of always like my second background team that I've always kind of um, cheered for and wished good for and then my dad retired from the air force a little bit down the road and uh at that time like i had been at previously been at college out in la so i'd gone to ducks games king games they came back to mississippi we did some like minor league hockey in the south which is a whole nother experience um if you've never been to minor league hockey first and then going in the south and then my parents said "Eh, we're gonna go back to colorado like what's your plan? I was like a year away from graduating from my master's. And I was like, well, I'll just come back too." like, I've never gotten to really live in Colorado. And I think like whenever we came back, my mom and I were like, okay, we like finally can go to a game at like, you know, Pepsi center at the time. And so that was part of it. And then as we kind of got settled back in, um, my mom had been in a car accident prior and like that car accident did like a lot of internal damage that a lot of people couldn't really see. And so hockey kind of became a therapeutic thing for her just to be able to come take her mind off some of the pain that she was going through, uh, you know, really impressively like trying not to get on, you know, hardcore pain medicine or anything like that. So internalizing a lot of that Struggle hockey became like a way for her to externalize it, and then it just became like a stronger point for the two of us to really like bond and enjoy something together that I knew like took her mind off of what she was going through. Um, whether it was a day at the doctor's or you know, having a doctor's appointment on the calendar, that she knew okay, I'm going to a hockey game now, and then I'll relax and kind of go do all this stuff later. So, um, that's when I think it kind of became like a big, big part of my life was like when that intersection happened of it becoming like a mother-daughter thing that meant a lot more to her um which then meant a lot more to me in turn
1: yeah wow and it's funny you mentioned like minor league hockey in the south I'm originally from Birmingham Alabama so the Birmingham Bulls um yeah
0: yeah we Uh, went to forget that it was the team like outside of Memphis it was like the river, like they have uh, such a weird name. Yeah. It's um, literally like mud river or something. And like,
1: yeah.
0: we were like watching, like one of the first ones we went to, they were like, all right, we're going to go a bunch. Like we want to go up and see this. Like we're watching warmups and these two guys are like just jawing at each other. We're like, oh, great. And I think they started fighting during warmups. Like someone had to come out and separate them. And then like the minute puck dropped, like the two of them were gloves down right away and we're like, okay, like, and I think it took about, like, 20 minutes just to get, like, everything back to normal, everyone separated, and then it kept happening, and we're like, all right, like, you're not really at a hockey game at that point, you're just at, like, WWE meets hockey, like,
1: we, I think that's the Peoria, Peoria City Rivermen, I think is what they were, it's, yeah, I, I know, I, I was, like, at the Bulls all the time, because, like, that was my only outlet for hockey, like, I would go in my Avs stuff just to see if there were other Avs fans there. Um, I know what you're talking about with like the throwdowns and it was comical at times, like full line brawls. And you're just like, okay, I guess this is the nature of the game. Yep. I think the, I think our goalie, Austin Lots, I think he made it up to like the blues backup backup goalie, but like you you're not seeing yeah, the show you don't
0: see these guys really get that far like you know they have like day jobs and then they're just like rolling to the rink like even more annoyed because they had to work and then now yeah. they're playing so yeah it's it's definitely a different breed of hockey yeah
1: if you haven't experienced it i would definitely try it once I agree. <laughs> once and then go from there because like it's there's there's good aspects, especially like if that if you're local, like you don't really, the, the thrashers aren't there anymore. And I mean, just between us, who's going to a Predators game? But, um, like <laughs> you want to enjoy some hockey, so you're it's a $20 ticket to get up to the glass, like enjoy the game. Um, but yeah, I totally get that, and especially I love the fact that like hockey was something like even. Going to Japan and being introduced to baseball over there, and still sticking with hockey because I know I have a brother in the Air Force as well, and my father also served. So I know it uh, all of that that life is entails. Like I know experiencing Japanese baseball firsthand it's an experience. Like it's it's a big deal, and I know it was one of the few things televised at the beginning of the pandemic. Was you get to watch like Japanese baseball, and it was and it's a really cool experience. So, like, to still stick with hockey, and speaks a lot to your love of the game, and then it kind of pays you back in like that bond and something that you can like experience with your mom. Like, I really, really love that aspect of everything. And for your first experience as Adam Foot to be the captain, that's a that's that's definitely a big deal because everybody absolutely loves Footer. But, like, what was it about the AVS in particular that made you like? because you talked about going to Ducks and Kings games. And what about the Avs? Is it just that being the hockey origins? Yeah, I
0: think hockey origins. Like, I mean, I've grown up. um, So my dad's from Seattle. So like, we're super excited for Kraken. Like, Mm -hmm. but he's an Avs fan. Like he'll, he'll say like, he is an Avs fan first and foremost, but we grew, like I grew up in a household that was always like Rockies, Broncos, not big basketball fans. So like, If I'm going to cheer for a team, it's going to be the Nuggets just because it's, you know, my hometown team. And then on, like, the flip side from my dad's, I was always, like, kind of split with, like, Seahawks and then Mariners. So, like, I always Mm -hmm. got a taste of both. And then I think it was just, like, as I got older and kind of um, enjoyed, like, the pace of hockey more. Like, I grew up playing lacrosse, so it kind of is a comparative sport to that, Mm -hmm. like, pace-wise. So I think that was part of it. And then like some of it, I think my mom and I also talk like we've done a lot of baseball. Like I don't dislike baseball anymore, but I think we just got so worn out on it Um, just with the years in Japan. And then like when you're in the South, that's kind of also the thing to do. So when they were in the South for a while, we were going to a lot of, you know, minor league baseball, hitting off some of the bigger stadiums that we hadn't done down there. And so I think once we finally like got Back here and settled in, it was kind of just a reminder of like, oh, we really like this sport. And yeah. it was just that like side of it of being like, wow, I've I've missed like having it at my fingertips or like having it in reach. And I mean, we did go like we went up to pred games from like the South, which like back then, you know, this was like a few years ago when they made it to, you know, deep in the playoffs. So the environment's totally different. Um, you know, different team, different group of people. Um, so it was really like, that was also kind of our first like, taste back into hockey as well, which like, if you're an enemy territory there, like, you get quite the experience. But even just yeah. like, back then, it was such a fun, like, it's kind of a bummer. Like, I've heard a lot of people say it's not the same anymore, which is a bummer, because it was a really cool environment that they built up. So I think that was part of it was just like getting worn off on like too much baseball. I think kind of the same happened with like football, considering we had like multiple Super Bowl runs going on for, you know, both of these teams that um, both sides of the family were cheering for. So I think once we kind of got back to hockey, it was like the concept that it was fresh in the sense of like, we hadn't had it kind of drilled at us over and over again but then also just like a reminder of the pace and like how much we enjoyed like that fast rush environment.
1: Yeah. And that was, that used to be my sales pitch when I lived back in Alabama was like $20 you get in and it's very cold. It's not like a college football game where you're sweating. Yeah. Oh
0: no. That's, we did a lot of that too, where we were all like, why are we here? Like, this is not um, fun. So, but that's, and then I think like abs again, it's just the connection like, um, I think some like military kids understand the idea of like being born a place, but then like people look at you. Cause you grew up everywhere else that you're not actually from there. And so like sports teams in Colorado were always kind of my connection back to Colorado to be like, no, I'm from Colorado. My mom is from here. Like my grandparents are here. My uncles are here. Like so much extended families here. And so like people would be like, well, you're not a native. And I'm like, yes, I am. Like my birth certificate says Colorado. Like, you know, these are the teams I'm choosing to cheer for. And then, you know, when we lived in D.C., we just kind of naturally became like fans of the hometown team because that's where we were. But if like the Avs or Rockies were in town, we were in, you know, burgundy and blue or purple and black. Like we weren't, um, you know, picking and choosing there. It was a very clear like this is who we're here for. And same out in like L.A. I would go to Ducks and Kings games if like tickets were cheap but if the ads were in town, like I was going and I was getting yeah. good seats, making sure I had seats I liked. um, So that was kind of never a question of like picking it up later on. It was just kind of more of like a tie back home and to always feel like connected back here.
1: Yeah. That's one of my biggest things. I cannot stand gatekeeping fans. Like you show up to an arena in like an opposing Jersey and you're like, why are you a fan? Or even like if you're on the same side, you're, trying to out fan the other like i yeah. it doesn't make any sense i'm like we're it all on the same done. side here but and that it's a good year to be an Avs fan and this was an incredible year for you especially with everything around nazim kadri the one of the greats um yeah. like honestly i was a fan of his back in toronto like he is one of those that i've always loved his game and I just always liked that little bit of an edge he played for. Granted, like, in his time in Toronto, he played on the other side of the edge. And he let it get to him. But when he came to Colorado, he cleaned that up. What made you fall in love with Nas?
0: Um, so I think a lot of people that followed me, like, always knew, like, Zadorov was kind of my guy to start. Um, and, like, we were really excited when Nas came. But, like, that was, like kind of my last like season with Z when that like kind of transition happened. And so we were super excited like for Nas just like looking at his, like you've kind of said that he has that edge and it can go both ways sometimes, but it's that, like that edge can be such an X factor. And I think we were just kind of excited to see this like splash with someone else in the lineup um, that could potentially bring some spark. And So once like Z left, which like everyone knows I did not handle like well at all. Like I was, we like, I literally remember seeing like the whole thing go down and I was at like my boyfriend's birthday party in California. And I like went off to the corner and I was like crying and his whole family knows, you know, like she, she loves her hockey. Like that's her boy. And I was like, I just needed a moment. Like I knew it was coming, but I needed the moment. Um, And I think I kind of had that, like, season um, between with everything that happened with COVID, too. Like, I just kind of, like, didn't pick anyone. Mm -hmm. And then it was, like, I kind of saw, like, an uptick in, like, their cats, like, Instagram when everyone was home. And, like, we have cats. And so I was just, like, I really enjoy that, like, you're a hockey player that, like, stereotypically most hockey players have dogs. And, like, that is, like. Their like cliche personality trait is like, look at my dog and my dog has an Instagram. And then you're over here and you're like, nah, I'm going to have a cat. And so it just like kind of like fit so much his personality of like this guy that's kind of like you said, like the playing on the edge, but always wants to kind of be a little different that I was like, you just went and got a cat to be different, like to set yourself apart. And so that was kind of like what started like. Um, I really enjoyed it. So I like threw Jazzy on the back of his like big head because I thought it was really funny. And I was like, I just really enjoy like Jazzy. And I think I told him that at one point, I was like, I really just enjoy your cat like a lot. Um, And then like, um, when the St. Louis, you know, hit happened and kind of some of the stuff had come out of, you know, comments they were getting. Um, at the time, like, I didn't obviously realize that I was talking to, like, his wife, Ashley, through the cat's account and just kind of sharing, like, um, that I had spent some time in Turkey. And so it was really, like, upsetting to see, like, these remarks and, like, to have experienced a side of Islamic culture that, um, you know, isn't maybe, like, what most more westernized version, I guess you could say. Um, but to kind of share that with her and to share that, like, I have... really interesting appreciation of the culture like i've gotten to experience it i've gotten to understand it a little bit more and it just like kind of blew my mind that people could still say these things um
1: yeah
0: not to say that like i don't believe that racism doesn't exist or anything like this but it's just more of like when you see those comments come out against any player it's just like so mind-boggling that like that's something people can say
1: yeah and
0: Um, so I kind of had shared some of it, like on Twitter to kind of just be like, this isn't acceptable. Like, even if he's playing with the edge in a negative way, like this still isn't how someone should be treated or comments should be sent to, you know, a cat's Instagram account that his wife manages. Yeah. Um, and so I think like there was a really cool connection there, like from something so negative that. Um, I think she, like, got to see a really interesting fan's perspective that she may not get to see all that often. Um, and then kind of from there, it was just, like, I think I had my, like, mourning period. And I was like, all right, like, I can I could pick someone new. Um, and I was just like, you know what? Like, um, Naz, I think, is that guy. Like, I think there's times where, like um, – it became a little bit more about like understanding the connection I think I had with like his wife at times and like how she supported my art that like seeing the person behind him made me even like him more as a player. Um, Because again, like stereotypes with that as well, like seeing someone who's really authentic in their own way is really neat as well. So that was part of it. And then, um, you know, at the time I had started dating my boyfriend, who's like a huge diehard Kobe fan Um, from LA big Lakers guy and so kind of like getting to learn more about like Mamba mentality and then like understanding how deeply that's tied with kind of Naz and like his play style and like you know (laughs) someone he idolized growing up it just became like a really like full circle thing where like it was someone that my boyfriend was like I really like him like as a player and my boyfriend's not really a hockey guy so he was like for him to sit back and be like this guy's like got some swag to him. like it's pretty cool. Um, and like I think he like made a joke about like wanting his jersey and I bought it and then I just like kept it for myself in the end. I was like. Kind of, like <laughs> of mine. Um, so I think that's like part of it. and then just over the season like kind of getting to interact with him a little bit more. Um, you know, he is just a really like cool guy. Um, I think the Player Tribune piece really like showcased who he was, um, who he is, who he wants to be. And I think when you read something like that, it's really easy to like understand why people like him so much. Um, Even with like the bad, you're getting so much good. And like, um, again, getting to like meet Ashley, his wife, get to know her more, um, you know, meet their daughter. Like you can just see, like for him, like he wants to grow so much as a person and like be a better hockey player because of those two. And like, his family. And it's just, I think that was part of it was just seeing like a little bit behind the scenes that maybe some people don't get to see that really was like, this guy's pretty special. And I think he has that like X factor to him.
1: Yeah. And, and you were also like, you, you touched on a lot of really good parts of the timeline there with Nas and like, before we get to all that, like everybody knows what other show I, I do with the avalanche. Before we get into Nas, I have to, I have to know why big Z.
0: Um, so it's actually, it's really cute. Um, one of the first playoff hockey games, my mom and I went to when we were back was that Nashville series. Ah, okay. and, um, it was his birthday and I had just like made him a really small sign that said like, happy birthday. Like it was nothing really special. Um, and he threw me a puck and it was like packed. That's if you went to any of those games, like it was packed in there. And like, it was like, not just him throwing a puck and like skating away, but it was like him throwing a puck and like making sure it got to me. Um, and like taking the extra second to sit there and be like, no, this is hers. Like he watched like every, you know, grabby hand around me. Um, and so that was kind of special. And then I think like one of the first signs I made for him of whatever capacity, like whatever idiot thing I did, uh, he just got such like a good laugh out of it that I was just like, okay, like, we like I can do this, I can keep doing this. And that's kind of what it became over time was just like, a really funny joke of like, can I stump him? Like, does he get it? Does he not? um and then you know like i started making fun of like kamenev in the signs on <laughs> top of it which like even made it even funnier and then like when Nachushkin came like i would like i added him into the fold so it was like kind of funny when like the three russians were there of like the fun different um like signs i could come up with and that was just like a huge part of like all of it
1: that's <clears throat> and you know i uh, that's Big Z was, he was very polarizing. There were Z fans and there were Z detractors. And it's, it's funny. I went to the Avs devils game in March and I was there ridiculously early. And there was one guy there in an avalanche Jersey and it was Curtis McDermott. And I was blown away. Like I was meeting Chris, uh, with locked on avalanche. I was meeting him there and like, Chris cannot stand McDermott. So, like, I, I was like, dude, can I take your picture? And it was the same thing. He's like, I sit, like, I made him a picture, and, it, like, he noticed it. And, like, that moment for that guy locked in his fandom where he's probably running a McDermott fan account. Who knows? But, like, <laughs> the, like, those little moments matter. And it's funny, like, I get to hear the same thing with Big Z, and then I got to experience that with McDermott, so that was funny. But uh, I just wanted to hear why Big Z, but, like, most importantly, Nas. You had all that experience with the, the first St. Louis series. And then we had 2022. You also were behind Make Vegas Nasty. That was big. And that paid off. And I think that was one of those big moments for Nas where he could see for everything he encountered in Toronto when it came to like the fans and like the team. Or not just, like, the the fans to get behind the hashtag, but, like, the team starting to run with it a little bit. And then, like, when he scored that goal, that, like, the broadcast is starting to get into it. Like, how did that, was that when you're like, wow, okay, this is starting to get some legs, and, like, maybe he's starting to, I'm starting to, like, channel some, hey, maybe this guy is not what you perceive.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like, I have to give all credit to my mom, because like, I was trying to come up with a hashtag, every hashtag was horrible. And then she was like, you're an idiot, like, here it is. And I was like, wow, I way too like, the super obvious hashtag. And I was like, wow, I feel really dumb now. But um, and it was just kind of like, I think, um, yeah, the momentum of it was like, super cool. And it was something that like, um, you know, again, my mom, she's, she'll say things not realize if she says them I like take it as a challenge so she kind of made a joke of like you know if you get Nas into the all-star game like we'll go and I was like like is that is that uh, like on the record and she was like yeah and um you know again like talking with Ashley like for him to be at that point to be even considered for it was something you know so new to them and like You know, it's just funny because like she was asking me, she's like, okay, well, how does this work? And how does this work? And I was like, well, this is like how it normally works. And so when like they announced, you know, he got last man in, um, I think she at that point was like, oh, he's not going to make it because, you know, Mm -hmm. last man in, it's fan vote, this or that. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, (laughs) he's making it in. Like, trust me, like there's enough people that were upset that his numbers didn't qualify him in to begin with because of, you know, the personality And I was like, I took that like really personally, just because I think like in the past, it was the same thing. Like when Landy, when we voted him in, like Mm -hmm. he should have been in, um, and it was kind of like a no brainer thing. And so I think it kind of helped that like, as faithful already had that experience of being like gypped and being like, we're not going to let another person get gypped. Um, and I think it just took them like the push of like, here's a hashtag, here's this, um. And then, you know, I know a few people from AB social media. So when I put it out there, they were just like, can we take it? And I was like, take it. Like, yeah. um, you know, don't don't do too, twice the work. Like, let's just do, you know, one group of work. And um, and yeah, I mean, even like when Mos- like that Mosher call is still yeah. in my head, like it's one of the ones I think of. And I just kind of smile uh, thinking about it because it was such like I feel like it was kind of that turning point for like and himself just to be like. Yeah, I I can be, you know, that, like, I I go back to the Player Tribune article a lot, I think, when I think about who he is as a person, because it it explains so much, but, like, him to talk about, like, wanting the puck on his stick, and I think there's, when you look at, like, everyone says that, you know, I want to make the last save, or I want to make the last shot, or I want to make the, you know, last goal, whatever sport this is, last pass, last bucket, you know, anything. You always that there's that's like everyone wants that. But then to actually be the person to do it is a little bit kind of different. And I think when that OT, you know, goal happened, that was Nash showing that like I'm not just saying it, I'm gonna do it. And yeah. um you know Toronto's not an easy place to play. Everyone knows. Um it's big spotlight, high risk, high reward um it's you know not the best fan base but in the sense they're the most probably passionate fan base and i think like for him it was getting out of it it took a little bit i think to kind of break or shed some of that i think he still loves it there i mean i know he's a big raptors fan so it's not like he you know isn't a toronto boy at heart um And then I think it also just took like some of it, I think you saw this season really well too, was Beds kind of understanding some more of Naz and like understanding, um, I don't want to say like how to control him because I don't think that's the correct term, but I think there are certain athletes that need to be coached a certain way. And it took, I think Beds just a little bit longer to crack Naz. And once he figured it out, um, I think that's what helped a lot of the thriving and kind of keeping um, his head on. Cause he was a punching bag for a lot yeah. of the season and, you know, he took it and he took it. And there were times you could, you know, feel it like, is it going to break? Is he going to, you know, go over the edge. And then you would kind of see like the guiding hand of beds come back in and go, Nope, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Just keep going and doing what you're doing. And I think um, as it went on, I think you saw like Naz no long not as much need the guiding hand and kind of being like yeah i i can i can understand a presence or a role i can be
1: yeah like i i remember sitting right over here when he went into the all-star game his last man and like sobbing because like everything that you mentioned like i've i've witnessed that like i've been such a huge fan and like to watch like i know what you could do here like and just to see him finally starting to push through and like I I remember um when that hashtag was going around. I remember I I and we'll get to this like at the end of the episode, but like your Etsy store. That's where I first encountered you. And I remember um uh, I got some stuff from you before, and then to see you were the one that was behind the hashtag, I was like, hey, that's what's up. We got more people on my side. And like and then for it to culminate in like St. Louis part two. That um I, you want to talk about as mad as I possibly could get at a fan base, um, and like you mentioned, like I, it, there's just no place in it. Like I'm, I'm wearing my HDA stuff now. Like I, I don't play with it. I don't play with it at all. And um, it it really. I remember after that game, we were getting ready to record a lockdown avalanche, and I told Chris, "I was like, just a minute. I need a minute because like it's one of those that you're going to." stoop to their level and start firing off. And I will not. So it's like, just give me a minute. And like for the, the movement that happened afterwards, tell me about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I was kind of in the same um, mindset of you, um, you know, kind of like adding to it. One of the really like cool parts again, like with this season was like, watching games at home if i wasn't at you know a game and it was an away game like usually ashley and i were just messaging back and forth so like both of us kind of reacted to the play the same way and then like the minute kind of the domino effect like started rolling in um you know i kind of got hints from her like it was gonna get ugly um and i was just like Ugh, i can't like i can't I can't do this again, I think was kind of my feeling. Um, And I'm not like, not Jordan Bennington's number one fan, far from, Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I play goalie, but I could probably say that's, you know, bottom, bottom five goalies. Um, I think I joked with someone like, I don't think you could pay me to spend the day with him. Um, And so like, just to see the whole kind of, water bottle toss thing play out and just be like wow like how like part like that part of me just went like how juvenile can you be like you've tried to punch this guy multiple times throughout the season like you've made comments that are just borderline unprofessional not appropriate for your position as a professional athlete um so seeing that played out I think I had the same reactions of you of just like I could hurt someone and yeah. I like had to take you know I took some time um you know talked like kind of a little bit with Ashley too just like hey like let me know if you need anything like not sure what I can really you know provide to you besides just saying like I hope you guys are safe I hope everything's okay um and then I kind of had a few people just like reach out and um I think I already knew like my sign for game 4 um was going to be special or game five was going to be special like I already knew in my head like I knew where I was going with it I knew my vision um and then you know like to see him play game four and just be you know like EJ said like that villain role that he can like thrive on um I was just like you know what like he deserves a little bit of a hero's like welcome back um and so you know the few people that kind of reach out like knowing hey you did make vegas nasty like what more can you do um and it was just um you know kind of one of those things that um it didn't dawn on me until a little bit later on but like the first tweet from St. Louis 1 where he got the suspension and I shared some stuff like I had put the hashtag stand with Nas mm-hmm. not even realizing like at the time how much bigger that would be almost a year later and it just felt like the right hashtag. It felt like the right thing to say, right thing to put out there. Um, you know, I was like, whatever, I can print some copies, get some extra ones. But I kind of put it like in Avs Faithful's hands to be like, what's your guys's plan? And, um, you know, my mom and I talked about it, like leading up to the game of like, it could be everything or it could be nothing. And I think, like, that's when you really saw how much, like, Naz endeared himself to this fan base was, like, when it was everything. Yeah. Um, like, it still makes me pretty emotional, like, thinking about it, reflecting on it. Um, You know, we, like, I told Ashley, because she hadn't arrived yet, and I was like, hey, like, it's a lot. Like, I was like, yeah. I'm warning you now, like, it's a lot. And, like, she was across from us in the family section. And, like, there was one point you saw her, like, wiping... Tears and she was just like, I don't get emotional very often, and that like that was. Um, and yeah, I don't know, like it was just something that like it felt right to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it felt really easy to do. Like, I know that sounds kind of crazy. Um, and like kind of silly to say, like, the easy thing to do is to like tell people to stop being, you know, ankles <laughs> and racist. Like, yeah, of course, that's <laughs> the easy thing to do. Um, and then, you know, it's just, like, really cool that I think a lot of people, outlets picked up on it to realize, like, we can actually shed light, not just on Naz's story, but, like, you know, across, like, HGA and, like, across a lot of stuff that players in this league who are not white, like, the issues they face.
1: And ironically enough, like, w- when I went into this, I was not even thinking, like, I still, I made signs with my kids. And like it opened discussions with them. And like it was a huge moment. And like for, and it's it's funny, like how you were talking about like your gatekeeping fans and feeling like Colorado's home, like both you and Nas got to experience Colorado really embracing honestly the efforts of both of you in the 2022 season. Like your hashtags becoming part of like Nas's return home after he had every reason in the world to go out there and goon it up and go right back to the Toronto days and start putting fist to face. And he goes out and gets a hat trick. Like, and for that welcome home and for it to be something that you had a hand in and like influencing, like how not just you are going to respond, but The Avs as a fan base are going to respond to this moment. We're not sinking down to St. Louis levels. We are welcoming our hero home. And you got to lead him all the way to the cup. Like something that the Avalanche haven't seen in 21 years. That many members of this team have not seen at all. Including our boy. What was it like to see the cup be lifted?
0: Um, again, like really emotional. Like again, it's it's like a like my mom needs to stop saying things and like (laughs) not expecting like me to, you know, figure out a way to make it happen. Um and like I've told some people about it, people have heard it, like I had a dream round one against the Preds that we won in six in Tampa. Mm. My parents looked at me like I was insane because this is when everyone thought, Tampa, you're done. Toronto's yeah. fine. You, the curse is lifted. You know, mighty Toronto is finally, you know, we saw how that went. And then, you know, mm. my mom's like, okay, now they have to play the Panthers. Like, I think, you know, this This could be tough. And I was like, okay, Dad, no, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think that's going to be tough. No offense to the Panthers. They, they needed that moment. I, I do think they return a strong team. Mm-hmm. Um And then, you know, we actually saw a really competitive Eastern Conference final that again, people yeah. thought maybe the Rangers can do it. and um, I think everyone in as faithful can say, you know, after the Stanley Cup final, you know, game five, where there was such this buzz and electricity throughout the whole city that everyone was just, you could tell like everyone was on, not like edge in a bad way but just this like giddiness this excitement you know the fan base was there it's friday night in denver like it just felt like okay this is perfect um and the crushing like blow not in a bad loss necessarily but just like the high that everyone had in the city um you know my mom like i looked at her and i was like i told you it was gonna be six in tampa and (laughs) we were there like i already told you this so like you know, what do you want to do?
1: <laughs> it's not on me. I gave you advance yeah. warning. <laughs> I
0: was like, I already told you what was gonna happen. Like not that I didn't want them not to win at home, but it was kind of just like part of me on the flip side was like, i, I like I already felt like I knew where it was going. Yeah. And, um, she was like, "You get the game tickets. I'll figure out the rest." It was a crazy, you know, wild travel day for anyone that, you know, followed along on Twitter of just like, flight delays, getting into Orlando at this ridiculous time, um, you know, adopting Jake from Saskatchewan, this like lone Avs fan that was on the flight with us. Um, I think we were the only like Avs fans on this flight. So I think the pilot like thought we were crazy, like when we were explaining like what we were doing, Um, you know, all this stuff, like we finally get there, we, you know, we finally get to Tampa. And like, uh, that whole game, you know, like, I think everyone felt it nerves that energy. Um, but it was just kind of like, it felt like, okay, we're here. This was the dream. Like, it can't go wrong. And like, I think the last five minutes, like, I think my mom and I just looked at each other. And we're like, okay, there's five minutes left. Like, but I think like, I think it's there. Like, I think the two of us, like, it started to like kick in every period of just like, crap, like, I was right like this whole you know stupid time i was right um and then you know just to see like to be there for it i think was like the cherry on top of just like the whole story with naz like my you know bond with like the family like to actually see that and like witness it in person um like ashley knew we were there um like the photo i have on the ice Um, on the glass with Naz like that was Ashley being like no Naz turn around like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take the photo um so it was like a really sweet like you know this just perfect like way to end um you know a story of um them embracing me as an artist um getting to do a lot of projects for them um not just the shirts like I did their Christmas tree ornament for the auction which was really fun um you know, getting to do a lot of the art for like the Vegas campaign kind of on my own and both of them like loving it, validating it. It was kind of like that perfect thing of like, I validated you as a hockey player that I knew could do this. In turn, you validated me as an artist and a fan. And now like we kind of have this like memory that we are tied together with.
1: Yeah, And it's, and as me, like a uh, spectator I have never like honestly until we had this conversation we really have never talked and I have never talked to Nazar Ashley. But like watching this whole thing like from afar like watching like wow NHL's talking to Guffy Chan and, like sharing an article and like their story is like her story is everywhere now it was like so many wonderful things of the season like I was just so happy for you every time I was like sharing the literal crap out of it i was like this is what this is this just makes me happy and it was it's so cool to see and we're at we're almost done we're about to wrap up i kept you longer than i told you but (laughs) like at the i want you to also share not only how people can find you if you haven't yet what in the world are you doing um find your socials and your etsy store because my laptop is littered with it. Like you do incredible work. Like you are just a quality individual. And I've been so happy, like standing from afar to see all of this play out for you, the cup for the, the cadres, like everybody. It's just what a wonderful story. And like, I wanted you to come on here and like share this story. Like, this is just, I mean, this is as wonderful it is, as it is. And also support the HDA as well. Um, don't be like St. Louis fans. No.
0: Like and be better. Like- I will give some of them credit. Like I was really impressed with like, there were people within that fan base that like were like disowning that sect of yeah. their fan base, which was like really amazing to see. Like I saw several like St. Louis fans post like stand with NAS signs or yeah. bring them like two game six, which was like really cool to see that like, at the end of the day, we're all hockey fans and we all want the world to be a better place. And, like, for those things to, to coexist, you have to, like, call out the negative in your fan base. And we saw, like, that's all I did when, you know, round one of St. Louis happened where it really wasn't St. Louis fans attacking Nas; Like, it was people in the Avs community attacking yeah. him. Yeah. And, like, that's – and, like, what you said, like, you had a conversation with your kids. Like, I heard so many cool stories of, like, parents talking about that or people – you know, talking to family members, friends, like it, it sparks such a conversation that like, those are the stories that like, when I look back at it, I think of like that aspect of it, of just like, the way that instead of it being okay, like, this girl did this. And it was cool for this hockey player. It's like the flip side for me of like, I inspired some conversations that maybe aren't easy to have. Um, Maybe people's minds were changed. Maybe they weren't. But either way, you know, there was conversations had at the end of the day. And if a hashtag can do that, then like think about us actually like stepping away from Twitter and just having those conversations instead.
1: And like, I absolutely agree with you. Like we had on the Lockdown Avalanche side, we had like Blues fans coming out and say, hey, by the way, we have nothing to do with that. And like, I like the, I don't just like rewind it a bit. I don't want to be in a fan base that has to exclude I'm not part of this fan base like don't divide anything (laughs) humanity fan bases quit dividing is my number one thing and the conversation aspect that you mentioned you have made it to where I don't for lack of a better term you have made it cool to have those conversations to where I think maybe in round one where Avs fans kind of fell into this where you kind of laugh and go with it or laugh and say nothing it's you can call it out for what it is say hey this ain't right and this has no place here can we just not and then call it out for what it is and like that's what like the hda is and like your hashtags like that's what it stands for it makes it okay to say you know what no let's not let's not go here with this like we can make fun of the team, but let's not go to the, that, like this level. So yeah. I appreciate, I appreciate all of what you have done for that and like opening it up where I can have conversations with my kids and say, Hey, you know what? It's not cool. And this is why we're supporting him because people are not cool to somebody that's really, really cool. Exactly. And before we wrap this up, I, w- I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything that you've done, everything that you are, and especially coming on here and sharing your story. And for everyone listening to here in Puckberg, how can they follow you?
0: So it is at Guffy Chan, which is G-U-F-F-Y-C-H-A-N, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, horribly on TikTok. TikTok is not my thing, but I am like attempting it. Um, I get like my boyfriend just hating on my TikTok, which is like, makes it even more enjoyable because I have no clue what I'm doing. Um, and then my store is on Etsy. Uh, it's Murder on Ice Design Co. Um, but it's like in all of my social bios to find it fairly easily. Um, and there's hopefully lots of goodies somewhere. UPS has them somewhere. They're on their way. Um but there should be lots of fun stuff coming to kind of cap off the season.
1: Well, by the time this episode drops, maybe we have a home for our boy and UPS wakes up.
0: (laughs) And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I don't know how you feel, (laughs) but I feel like the longer it goes, I think the more he wants to stay and I think the key piece to Naz is that he wants to be a competitor, a contender, and not many teams that could pay him big fall into that category.
1: I am absolutely of the same mindset. Everyone that has reached out to me asking, hey, do you know anything? I just say, keep an eye because I think the phones are ringing, but they're going somewhere else. Things are about to shift.
0: I agree. So So we're all just on Naz (laughs) watch.
1: But. I would like to thank you so much for coming on. And also just uh, if you, this is your first time listening to here in Puckburg, you can also follow our show at H on Twitter here, underscore in underscore Puckberg on Instagram. Um, you can find new episodes every Saturday morning because you know, nineties Saturday cartoons, it's a theme. Um, you can follow us on YouTube. Every episode will be in your Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you get podcasts every Saturday morning. So I'd like to, Thank you so much again. I will probably never stop thanking you, but thank you. Thank Thank you you for everything. (laughs) And uh, we will see everyone again real soon here in Puckburg.